Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas and time for another episode of Texas Homegrown Music. My guest today is Billy Law of Ottoman Turks. He's stepping out with a solo career and it's pretty phenomenal. I'm telling you, I love his writing, I love his voice, and I think you're going to really dig his vibe too. He's just a cool dude. So I don't want to take much time. I do want to do a song for you today again though off of one of my older records and this is a song called Not Too Late. I'm going to sing it out there for everybody out there that's been going through any kind of troubles in a relationship. It's not too late if you work on it. Just let them know that you're willing. I know for me, it worked for me many times, still working for me after 30 years of being with my husband. So we'll sing Not Too Late for you right now and be back with Billy Law. There's not a moment 
Well, we're back with my guest, Billy Law. Billy, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, I, um, I'm sorry that I missed your big um, record debut at the Kessler. I really wanted to go to that show and I had a gig that night myself, but I hear it went really well. Uh, yeah, it was it was really, really, really fun. That's been a, a, a venue I've been wanting to get into for a while. So to get to do my release there was really special. Well, um, I didn't and I didn't know. Have you have you played there before with Ottoman? Um, I have played there with Ottoman unofficially. Uh, Josh was playing a show and he invited us up for a few songs. So in that aspect, I have, but we haven't been on a bill per se. Well, I got to tell you, um, for all the you guys out there that don't know who Billy is, I mean, played I'm bass with Ottoman Turks, and I guess you still do, or how, yeah, how, yeah, and and you started this solo project. I think it, I read somewhere it was several years in the making. You want to tell uh, me? About yeah, that? the <clears throat> so Billy Law, I, I was uh, we started Turks in high school, and that went. <clears throat> on for a while and then I started this solo project um <clears throat> a few years ago probably in like 2017 is when I moved back to Dallas to really start doing music and that's when the solo project started where so are you from Dallas I mean are you from Texas originally <clears throat> tell me so I, you know I'm gonna act like I know nothing about you because I do know some but I don't know as much as I want to so give me you know an, a Tell me about Billy Law and how he ended up being back here in Texas and, and yeah. playing music. Yeah, so um, I, I'm born and raised East Dallas. Um, lived there my whole life. Then uh, Turks started when I was in, in high school. Um, and then three of the four of us actually went off to college at A&M. Um, so we graduated from A&M in like 2015. And then I moved to Houston and kind of got my first big boy job. Um, in the construction industry. And I okay. did that f uh, for a couple of years and then uh, moved back to Dallas in 2017 to kind of give Turks a go and, and start a solo project. So I would have, uh, so I could kind of dip my feet in a lot of different areas. And, and that's when, yeah, that's, that's when the project really started and took off. Well, did you always um, know that you wanted to do music or is it something that fell into no. your lap? And, yeah. So let me hear about that little. Journey. Yeah. I mean, my mom, uh, my mom is a jazz singer and oh, wow. she, so when I was um, real little, she was still doing gigs at night all the time. Um, and then eventually she kind of uh, stopped that so she could kind of watch her kids a little bit more often uh, during the day. And um, she became a choir teacher. So I was always in, in choirs growing up and, and whatnot. Um, but, and I was forced to play piano, of course. Um, but I, yeah, I, I didn't see really music as a, as a career. And then, um, Josh Walker, I've known him, Joshua Ray Walker. I've known for a long time since we were very little and he's, he played guitar for a long time. And, uh, he was like, man, we should start a band. And I was like, well, I don't really know how to play anything except piano. And I don't really want to do that. He's like, well, just learn bass. There's only four strings. So <laughs> all those bass players yeah, out there are going to hate that. But yeah, John. And I was like, okay, so I did. And, and we kind of messed around, but never really did anything. And then, uh, Nathan Wells, I uh, met in high school and he's like, well, I'm starting this band and uh, we need a bass player. And I was like, well, <laughs> I know how to play bass. So um, that kind of started off. I mean, we just had so much fun not really knowing what we were doing. Um, 
and then Nathan and Josh were both started writing their own songs and, and kind of doing solo stuff in addition to Turks. And I was like, I want to do that. So I learned how to play guitar and yeah, just kind of so stop. You you just picked it all up basically after college. Um, I, I yeah, mean, I, like, I guess you yeah, said you started college, playing really. piano, um, you know, I guess because your mom was a jazz singer. But, um, you know, I, I, I think it's funny that you said that about your mom. She quit so she could watch the kids. I. I know all about that. And I just found out from my youngest child that she's going to be 21. She, she tried to tell me, you know, you guys were gone all the time. And I said, Layla, her name's Layla. I said, Layla, you didn't even go to bed until eight o'clock at night. I gigged from 10 to two. So I was in your life. So don't give me that. Bull crap. That <laughs> is what like... I'm learning. I, I have a nine month old now and people are always like, man, it's going to be so hard with music. And I'm like, this is actually the best job to have a kid. It's like, I go off once she's asleep. Exactly. You got to wake up early in the morning and be ready for that. But like, yeah, that I, part sucks. I that get to all... spend a lot of time with her. Absolutely. And I've got lots of friends that t- tell me the same thing. I, I tell them all the time. I said, you guys, the worst part about being a musician is uh, and having kids is that you know what the kids get into just <laughs> <laughs> around them, you know, in your job. Yeah. So it's the teenage years and later that I, I tell them, just hold on because that's going to be it's going to be rough. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as my kids could go to the clubs and go to the gigs, you know, they would. And, and that. I, I got to tell you that that was hard. <laughs> it was hard on me. It's hard on me to be up there singing and watch your kids going off with somebody or going yep. off crap. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's actually a pretty cool gig because, um, like I said, most of the time we play at night mm-hmm. and the kids are asleep. So, so you have one. You have a nine-month-old. Mm-hmm. What, what boy or girl? It's uh, a girl, Lucy. Her- Lucy, that's so fantastic. And it's, she's going to be a daddy's girl, huh? Uh, yeah, it's we're already best friends. Um, I thought, you know, it'd take a little bit longer for her to, to really uh, connect. connect. But no, I, we're, we're already BFFs. Are you like a Mr. Mom? Um, I'm, my wife and I kind of share duties. So I, I yeah, wouldn't I mean, take all of the glory of that. But yes, I do lots no, of laundry I mean, and lots you don't of dishes mind, and lots of cleaning. You don't mind all the, the stuff that you have to do, the diapers. and the, No, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I'm all for it. Well, I can tell. It, it brings this, you closer to him. Absolutely. I can tell by your lyrics, Billy, that you're kind of a sensitive dude. Oh, so sensitive. Uh, <laughs> not, yeah, I didn't always used to be that way. This album is kind of like going through growing up and, and getting in touch with that, that side of myself because uh, I was known for being quite the opposite for so long. Well, I I was interested. I'm happy to know that you're married and happy and, and, and loving life because listening to some of the songs and some of the lyrics, I kind of felt like you've been through some pain, some painful relationship stuff. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think someone uh, called the album miserably sad um, the other day. And I was, I was quite happy to hear that. They said it in a positive way. Um, They're like, it's good for rainy days. I was like, yes, it is miserably sad. (laughs) Well, I, you know, and I, again, I, like I said, I really dig, I really dig the album. I, so many of the songs I could totally relate to the feelings and I, 
I was just wondering how long you've been doing this. And when I looked at it and seeing that this is your first solo record, I was like, you've got a gift for prose and poetry because the way that you picture, the way that you paint a picture in these songs, I, was, I, I know that you've got a gift and knowing that you just started doing this and how, how you haven't been playing that long. Uh, yeah, probably, I mean, probably like five years or so. Um, that's and this, not very, this that's project, not yeah, long. it's not very long. Um, <laughs> this project really like started, I mean, I had a mind to, to like record this record. I mean, almost four or five years ago and we've, I've started it and then stopped, deleted everything and started over on like three separate occasions until we finally like oh. got into a place where I was like, this is what, this is what we need to do. And, and it was clear like what direction to take everything. Well, I, I really, really, really dig it. And um, I'm like, I, like I said, I, I'm only going to feature three songs on the show. And it was really, really hard for me to do because I, you know, I, I want people and I want to make sure that we talk about this record enough. I want people to really go and download this whole album and play it all the way through because it is one of those kind of records that you can just let it go and it really works well together. Whereas, you know, a lot of the projects that I've done, all the songs are kind of their own thing and they don't really I don't know. I, I haven't really captured a record yet. And, and I've done a lot of them where I felt like I could go from the, the start to the end. And it felt like a one one congruent um, project. And that's what this is for me. And that's why I want people to really, really take heed to uh, getting this whole record, because I really, really dig every song on it. And it, and it really takes you through some places. I, I think I read somewhere maybe on your on your bio where you tell people it's one of those records where you sit outside and, you know, you, you can sit outside and drink your coffee or sit up late at night and drink your whiskey. Yeah, that's and, right. And, and, and feel really good about it. And uh, rainy days and uh, it's also something that I think you should probably shoot towards um, some films because I can hear some of these songs being tracks for movies. I really, really dig it. I really do, Billy. I really think you've got a gift, and I'm really excited about sharing it with everybody. And I'm surprised five years is all you've been playing, dude. You've <laughs> you, you got, you got a great, great career ahead of you, and I'm excited to have you on the show because I know that uh, you're going to be a household name in Texas for sure. So let's talk about some of, some of these so songs. Um, I, I'll tell you, I love the line in um, I don't care if she ever comes home when you said her uh, her life's in the closet, but the door's closed. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 I don't know that that line told me something about you. And, and I thought, oh, I hope this guy's found love because that sounds like he really doesn't want somebody around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole album and like you kind of you already said it kind of I mean, this this project wasn't like I never intended really to have like singles per se, because, you know, it's the whole project is, is its own thing. So even though there are 10 separate songs on them, they're really meant to be taken um, as like a story. It's like a concept album going through and really talking about my life. And um, I met my now wife, I met her in junior high and we dated for a short, a short spat um, and then, and then broke up and, and then we're on and off again for a really long time. And I was just so hesitant to kind of commit to that. And then like 13 years later, um, we got married and this, this, um, 
album is really kind of like taking through uh, my life and, and that process, process of kind of like yeah. accepting and whatnot. So yeah, her, her life's in my closet with the doors closed is like, it's all right there. I'm just choosing to ignore it. I, I know I, I, I was hoping you would admit that because I, I think there's a lot of women out there can relate to guys being like that. Oh, though. we're awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you're, I don't think we you're just awful, take a lot longer to mature. You do. Than girls do. You, you do. Oh, my gosh, you do. I'm going through it right now with my youngest son. He's 23. And yeah. And the more so, you tell us the more we fight. That's exactly. kind of how that goes too. Exactly. Like okay, to Rain, I'm, I'm going to send this show to my son. Listen to that, honey. This is what we're trying to say. This is from one of your brothers. Right? That's right. <laughs> so Billy, how do you mind if I ask how, how young are you? I, and that's a great question. Let me think about that for a second. I turn uh, 29 at the end of this year. Yay. So you're past that mark. Cause I've got two boys. I've got two boys and two girls. I've got four kids. And, um, I, I tell all the moms out there that have sons that are going through hell in their twenties that their brains are still developing until they're 25. So, um, it's 27, 28 seems to be the really magic number for guys getting their it act is, together. Yeah. And, for uh, sure. So, and I mean, it's um, not like there's a ton waiting for us at 27 or 28, but that is kind of where we like max out. <laughs> I think that's just where you guys get to the platform where you're like ready to fly and, and you can then you can handle it without somebody scooping you up. So good job on that. Well, yeah. I'm going to play a song right now. When we come back, we'll continue talking about this maturity level that you've reached. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not right is what I want to play. And um, I dig this song and I know you guys are too. So if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Billy Law and it's his solo project. He's a bass player with Ottoman Turks, but this project is just phenomenal. And I really want everybody to listen to it. But this song called It's Not Right, we'll be right back with Billy Law. And I can't wait to hear some more stories from him.
So we're back with Billy Law. And um, so, Billy, I, uh, like I said on the first segment, really dig this record. And I really think that um, for all, and now that I know that uh, you're able to recognize that you kind of have gone through this process of, of being able to commit. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to make that kind of a, a segue here. I, okay. I really believe that um, it's just the, I don't know, I guess it's just the society that has give, made us feel like we have to have something figured out at certain times in our life. And honestly, I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. I think we're all just on this journey trying to figure out what our path is supposed to be. And, um, and unfortunately, I think you guys get a bad rap because a lot of times the society makes you feel like you have to have it figured out even before we do because you're supposed to be the head of the house if you go by what the standards were of us growing up, you know, the wife's role or the men's role in the relationship. And I'm just an old hippie chick that doesn't buy into all that. And so um, yeah. for me, I think the process is actually more fun than what we all consider the arrival to be. Now, that's not to say that I don't think we should all mature and get to a place where we feel like, you know, we got a handle on it. But I think that it's important for us to be open to understanding it's OK to feel pain. It's OK to be confused. It's OK to not not know and kind of makes the ride more fun. But yeah, I mean, it's the only real way to do it. Um, I think, especially when you're growing up and, and kind of on your own for the first time, is that the, that's the thing that throws you. That's why adulting is a phrase that's used so often is because people have this um, concept or idea that they have to have certain things figured out at a certain point. And it's just not true. And um I think there's also this problem of people talking like they know exactly what they're talking about and they are, you know, the arbiter of whatever they're discussing and people that don't know that that person's full of, of BS, um, look at it and they're like, Oh my man, I need to be there. And when we're comparing ourselves constantly, it just, it creates this, this horrible cycle of I don't know, shame, guilt, and, and all these things in reality, we're all just, do the best you can and try to be a little bit better every single day. Well, and, uh, and, and the insecurity of thinking that you aren't where you're supposed to be at a certain time, there is no, I, you know, I, we're all so different and some of us, the journey's going to, well, it's all going to be different for all of us. I don't, I never liked the fact that we had this thing where you're at 21, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to have it together. You're an adult. I mean, you know, and as a parent, I think we kind of put pressure on our kids sometimes to think that there's this certain arrival that they have at that 21st birthday where they go, OK, now I'm an adult and now I, I have to have my stuff together. My eyes are opened. Yeah. And I I just don't buy into that. I really don't because I, I really feel like it's such a process for all of us. And I think we can look around at um, what's going on in our world today and it's it's not it's not just today. It's been that way for years. We you know it's a, it comes full circle all the time anyway. But there's never really this time where you arrive, and I and especially in in the music business, I find it so fascinating that people think that they 
have to have attained something to have arrived in the music business. And I tell people all the time, if you're playing music out and you're enjoying it, you're a success. It's it's not about how many people are there, how much money you make. It's about doing what you love and the craft that you've chosen. So, you know, I tell people all the time, the I know a lot of people and I've known a lot of people that in the world's view will have you look at them and say they've arrived, but they still feel the insecurities. They always feel like they have to be one up on the next project. So it's, there's really no arrival. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no arrival. Um, and uh, musicians, I mean, everyone does it. Musicians, it's really hard not to, uh, they're always like, we are always comparing ourselves. Oh man, they got that gig. I wish I had that gig. Oh, they did that. I wish I did that. And they're looking at you saying the same thing. You just don't know it. And if we continue in that cycle, then we're all miserable. And it's really, I mean, there are special, there are really special moments when you're playing music live um, and you feel like you're connecting when you get to release an album, that's really special too. And people are listening to it and responding to it. And it's really important that we eat those moments up when they're there instead of uh, being frustrated that it's not what, I don't know, someone else is doing. I, you know, it, that's a thing that I struggle with every single day. And I'm sure that you do too. It's not like, once again, it's not like I'm there. I don't ever compare myself or whatnot, but I do have to be mindful of that when I get into a, a spiral of being like, Oh man, I'm not here. I'm not there. Not doing what, what I think I should be doing or whatnot. Well, I, you know, honestly, I, I feel for you guys in this generation. And I say that because when I started playing music, there was no social media whatsoever. And you, the only way you knew what anybody else was doing was if they were playing a gig at at a, a festival that you were at, or you saw them on a bill that for the same place that you were playing at. Because we yeah. didn't have we didn't have what what there is today. And and I mean, think about it. When I when I started out playing music, I'm talking 35 years ago, really, when I started playing full time um, band band in bands, it's uh, it was all about just getting a gig and just being able to, you know, pay your bills. And now with yeah. social media and being able to upload music and I mean, the just the matter of being able to record, people can record a freaking album on their iPhone. And when garage yeah, people band can have whole out, careers without playing gigs. Absolutely. And, you know, the YouTubers and the and the TikTok and all of that stuff. If you allow yourself to get caught up in all of that, you could be extremely miserable, constantly comparing yourself. And I think it's important as musicians that we um, we just be true to ourselves and stay authentic to what it is that we want to do and the music that we want to create and wherever it takes us is great. And to not always look at what other people are doing and, and put yourself into some kind of a comparison. It's just you're going to be miserable doing that. And there's no way. And come on, let's be let's be honest, Billy. Most of the stuff that we see is everybody putting up the very best that they can and some of it's not really accurate and i've i've yeah. i uh, i'm i'm a kind of person i love live music and i love going out and seeing people and i can't tell you how many times i've listened to something on a recording and then i go to see people live and i'm like something's something's not 
the same. <laughs> There's yeah, there man, yeah. Great producers are are and they cover a multitude of sins. <laughs> there you go. I let you say it and not me. But um well I mean <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna say I'm not privy to the to uh you know wanting somebody to put some kind of a pitch on something that I do, but at the same time, I think the reason why I love your record so much is I feel the pure, raw nature that you um, did for this record, and I love it. And uh, especially the the stuff that uh, that I can tell you did yourself. Yeah, so tell me, I, tell me about that you. process. We did. Yeah. yeah. So this, I mean, this this record is. Um, I mean, I. You know, I, I wouldn't call it lo-fi because it's not, um, but we did it in houses. I mean, no, it never touched a quote-unquote studio. Um, so we were recording in living rooms and and uh, and whatnot kind of all over the place. My drummer um, and the guy that produced it, Marshall Pruitt, um, we did a lot of it at his, uh, his house. Um, we did all the drums and, and tracked a bunch of stuff there. And then he, when he moved, we did some more stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's just supposed to be a raw record. It's not supposed to sound like, uh, I don't know, like a U2 album. So it didn't really make sense to go into a studio, um, I think, to do it. And especially with like anything, um, I wanted that to sound almost like a live recording. So we just really had mics in the room when we recorded that. It wasn't um, delicately placed. And then with Houston, that's a song, um, that's, that kind of talks a little bit about my parents. And so we actually set up a mobile recording rig and did that one at my parents' house in the, my mom's like family piano room and she's playing piano on that. So we just set up like a mobile rig and had that going, which is why those two songs sound, um, so astronomically different from what else is on the record? Oh, that's so cool that your mom's playing on this. Yeah. Is, is she just like cra crazy um, proud of the fact that you're following in her footsteps? Um, yeah. she Yes, she is now. Uh, initially, she was <laughs> like, oh, please don't do that. <laughs> um, but I, I think she sees um, where it is and where it could go. And, and she's she's happy for me. I'm. I'm not a crazy rock star. I'm not trashing hotel rooms and uh, ending up in, in ditches. So, uh, yeah. yeah, she's happy about it. So, um, is that, are you an only child? Tell me about your family. Uh, no. Um, I have an older sister. She lives in Abilene now. Um, my mom, like I said, was a jazz singer, and, and now she's a choir teacher and a music educator. And uh, my dad uh, sold cars for a long time. And, um, he's a salesman. I'll just say that he's done it all. Okay. He's done it all. Name it, name a job. He's done it. He's a, he's a great and fun guy. And he's a appreciator of music. That's cool. That's very cool. And I'm glad that they're around to see this metamorphosis take place. And, uh, and so I, um, I got to know you obviously from state fair records and the, all the guys down there that are so in love with you and, and so proud of Ottoman Turks. And of course, Joshua Ray and, and all that, um, that he's doing. Are you guys, uh, do you guys have any, um, gigs coming up that you want to talk about? Um, I know, uh, Man, September and October, I think like every Friday and Saturday is booked with either Turks or Billy Law. So it, it's busy. 
Um, Turks is opening up for Thomas Sorba, uh, his album release at Kessler on October 7th. So I think that's the next, um, what was the one. date on that? October um, what? October 7th. Okay. At Kessler. Yeah. Cool. Which I love that room a lot. And I, and that says a lot. I, oh, I'm yeah. there a lot. And, you know, we have a venue as well up here in McKinney, the, 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 the sanctuary. And what I love about the Kessler, which is a lot like our room, is it seems like a really great listening room. And people really do it pay is. attention. And as an artist, oh, gosh, that feels so good when you, you know, when you know that everybody's actually paying attention and you can hear a pin drop on a, on a, solo gig even yeah that room is just it's set up so well with like there's no option but to listen and it sounds great so you've got that going so yeah that october 7th i think is the next like big dallas date we're doing we're doing a run up to americana fest towards the end of september um where we're gonna do a couple crazy dates like i think san antonio and then new orleans and then georgia and then nashville and then we'll be there um all of our solo projects and Turks will be up in Nashville for Americana Fest. That'll be fun. No doubt. No doubt. So will you be doing your solo stuff there too, or just Ottoman? Yes. Yeah. Both. uh, Yeah. Solo project. Awesome. Yay. All right, guys, you need to get up there. I'm sure there's still tickets available and it's so great to be able to get out and see some live music again with um, the year that we've had. And even though COVID is still out there, we're just trying to learn to navigate around it and being an outdoor festival helps a lot. So, yeah. So uh, I want to play another song for him. I'm going to do Hold Your Lever Close. And okay. um, wonderful. You want to talk a little bit about that just as a segue? Um, Hold Your Lever Close. That's an interesting one. Um, I don't I don't even remember where it, it started or whatever. Um, but it just kind of, we didn't really know what to do with that song. And then all of a sudden we just got into the studio and it all just kind of like worked out. Um but this song, I guess, like some of the other ones, is there's two real verses in it, and both of them are just kind of um, discussing people that are trying to cover, put someone in the closet again and, and look away and having trouble with that. And um, on the flip side of that, we have kind of the, um, the lesson learned to hold your lover close and learn what you can know and, and that you don't have it all figured out with your person. And that, um, I also say, teach yourself to sway, which is, uh, sway is a word my wife has used for a long time. And it's just, I think that it's an important thing to be flexible and realize that things happen. And so you have to be able to move quick on your feet basically. And so, um, yeah. And, and, um, listen, if you're not flexible in a marriage, you are not going to make it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not at all. no, especially as emotional as most women are. And, um, you know, I, I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, dude, I, 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 I reserve the right to say something. And in two seconds later, change my mind. <laughs> And I hope, I hope you can take this ride with me. We've been together for going on 31 years. And let me just tell you, it is a roller coaster ride. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, 
you <laughs> we have our ups and downs and they uh usually don't happen at the same time but sometimes they do and i don't know and, and when take... they do it's magical isn't it right exactly <laughs> but most of the time we're passing each other high and low and then uh, every once in a while we hit it kind of like a gig i mean i don't i don't know if you i, I know you do because as a musician we all feel it but when you're playing gigs and um seems like the ones that you think are going to be so great end up being not as great as you had expected. And the ones you thought were going to just suck end up being really phenomenal. And then every once in a while, you just hit a stride with each other. And we all just look at each other. We can feel it, you know, when we know we've really hit a high with the audience and everybody, everybody does it. That's the whole reason why we love what we do. So I know you can relate yeah. totally. Uh Absolutely. I, yeah, absolutely. I think Turks is, is maybe the best band in the world at just making a, making a gig, whatever it is. Like I know early on we were playing whatever people were throwing at us. And if you're having fun while you're doing it, then it doesn't really matter. Really matter. It's just fun. You make, you know, you make the most out of it. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to play Hold Your Lever Close and we come back. We'll talk a little bit more about some stuff that you've got going on. And uh, I hope you guys are hanging on and listening to this because I'm telling you, this is such a great album. I want everybody to really um, appreciate it and go out and and see this live music that we have to offer in Texas. It's the best music, I think, in in the world. And I'm a little bit biased, I guess. But I, I, I've, I've been listening to a lot of Texas musicians. I feel very strong in, in being able to say that. So Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas, my guest, Billy Law, and we're going to play Hold Your Lever Close.
talking about his new solo record he's the bass player with ottoman turks and i know a lot of texas people out there are definitely familiar with ottoman turks and lots of solo guys coming out of that that uh, <laughs> band with joshua ray and you i don't even know is anybody else doing any kind of solo work off of that uh, um i don't know band? if it's been officially announced but nathan the, the lead singer has a, a solo project coming out um too maybe next year so yeah well three 75 percent of us Wow. Well, that's, I guess that's probably um, why Ottoman Turks is just such a killer band because every one of you guys have such a um, great, you know, solo career ahead of you. But to how fun to be able to do that. And like you said, you're going to be at Americana Fest uh, later in September and you're going to be there with Ottoman Turks yeah. and as Billy Law. And I would imagine Joshua Ray's probably doing something as well. And he's got oh, a new sure. record coming out, doesn't he? Doesn't he have something he's working on? Yeah, um, October 8th. October 8th, album release at Granada. Um, Granada's always a boatload of fun. Absolutely. I was there last night and had too much fun, actually. So um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want to talk about... Uh, you got um, project. You got this project coming out. You got some gigs coming out. I want to talk about what kind of hit was it for you guys to have gone through COVID, and how did you get through it? Uh, <laughs> um, it, it was a wild ride. Um, we actually finished tracking this record the day before the lockdowns happened. So, like, that was the last day that we were recording instruments. So. Um, especially early on in COVID, I, we were just sending back and forth um, edits and mixes and, and then eventually mastering. So we did that all through email, basically. Um, and that was weird. And it was this huge, man, everything just halted. And music had been really crazy up until that point, especially with Turk stuff um, and me trying to get the album 
finished is it's just been really hectic. So my wife and I had actually planned like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to do a week and there's going to be no music things on the calendar this week. And then, um, that was the week that COVID happened. So hopefully y'all don't blame me for COVID. Um, but <laughs> it was, nobody's going to blame nice. you for COVID, but it would be <laughs> nice if we could, because we yeah. put an end to all of this questioning, you know? Yeah. It was <laughs> it nice was really to slow long. down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start that. <laughs> yeah. It was all my fault. It was nice to slow down. I'm not going to lie. Like it, it hurt obviously, um, financially and it, you know, uh, well, your wife emotionally your wife and whatnot has been, was pregnant through it. Was she not? Um, yeah, she was. Uh, so that it was crazy, but it was also like a time for us to really get to spend, um, a lot of quality time together, which was, which is amazing. Um, so that aspect of it was good. I mean, obviously it was, uh, emotionally draining, um, and still is every day to be on the internet and read all of these things. And you just have no idea what's going on or what to do. Um, but at least as far as time goes, that was nice. And well, I you know, say it gave stay me a chance to internet. breathe. Yeah. yeah I, I that's a good place to be, not on the internet. Because there's just so much misinformation going around. And I think it's important for all of us to just learn to, like she said, sway and be pliable yeah. and be able to go through it. And, you know, and I, I a lot of a lot of uh, couples that I've talked to COVID um, either made you stronger or you realized I don't like this person. <laughs> I'm spending way yeah. too much time with someone I don't like. <laughs> it did. Yeah. It actually yes. was great for, for George and I, and it gave us an opportunity to slow down and really appreciate each yeah. other's company. And thankfully, um, as much as we were hit hard with the fact that, you know, a lot of our businesses got tanked because we had a, we had an event center that absolutely just came to a halt. Um, and yeah. that, that part was hard. But I think what it also did is it made you get out of your comfort zone in the music world and learn how to do things that... Um, you know, through the internet. And when I say the internet, like what you said, finishing your record and doing stuff, you know, through email and finding out that, you know, we actually can make it through anything if we just decide to, to, to not let the world tell us that they're, that we're going to be tanked because something got taken away. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, um, you know, once we finally figured out a way to play shows, it's like, I'm not taking shows for granted anymore. Like I, I'm at load in with a smile on my face these days, you know, like <laughs> carrying my gear, just happy to be there. And so absolutely. You know, it created an appreciation for that, that I don't want to let go of. So, um, you know, I'm trying to take positives out of, uh, you know, what was clearly and is a negative, um, event. Well, I know. I mean, I can remember playing gigs to a small crowd and thinking, oh, this is so hard. And now I'm just thankful to play gigs to any crowd at all, right? Yes, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Anything to get there. me off of the live streams, which was you absolutely know, was I'm I'm the same up. way. Oh my gosh. I you know, I, I'm I'm I've been playing live music my whole life. That's what I'm about. I'm not one of those recording artists. I'm I'm all uh -huh. about playing live shows. And my energy at level um, is raised because I can see and feel the connection. And when I didn't have that, when you play a song and the end of it is just silence and you're just like looking at the other guys and they're being going, well, I don't oh, even know so is that bad. good or not. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, it's so nice. It's so nice to get back out. And so you guys get out, come and and support live music. That's what this show is all about. I want to get people to know um, these Texas artists and Billy Law is out playing shows. So you guys check it out. Billy, what's your what's your website? Is it Billy Law Music? Is it? um... Um, So the best thing to do is find me on Instagram or Facebook, um, Twitter, if you want to know my deepest, darkest thoughts. at a billy law a b i l l y l a w um and then uh, on my instagram bio there's there's a link there and it just links you to pretty much everything you would need or want from me music merch uh shows and all that good stuff yay well we're going to close this this segment with slowly and um thanks so much billy for doing my little show and letting me um talk with you and share you with the the listening audience and i i hope to see you at a show really soon i, I if i can i'm going to try to come to that uh granada show you're talking about um yeah or, or the, the yeah that'll be fun kessler yeah kessler, kessler on october, october and josh 7th, is releasing 7th. october 8th 7th. absolutely yeah so, well, thank well, you thank so much you. for having me. I feel uh, this went by so fast. Uh, well, but I know. I could wonderful. do another whole You're show wonderful. with you. I'd love to do it. And um, and I <laughs> yeah. and, and tell Joshua I want to get him on the show as well. I want to talk about his new record, too. I think I talked to some guys at State Fair about it already, but definitely want to get that done. So tell him how easy it was. Yeah. And that I'm, I'm. Yes, I will. <laughs> so anyway you're listening to um, Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas and we're going to play Slowly by Billy Law and thank you Billy you guys get out there download this record you're going to be so happy that you did and I'll be right back these words stored my vein I thought you'd never see until my skin began to age that time had come Your every excuse I've ever made At least you played a role But the falling was delayed Until our time Yeah, the light leaks 
the close of one of our shows and i hope you enjoyed getting to know billy law i know i did and i can't wait to um hear some more of his music 
that he's working on because he's got another record ready to record. And I just love these guys that spend so much time working on so many different musical um, adventures. And uh, they've got, of course, he plays in Ottoman Turks. So you check them out. They've got some festival dates coming up. And uh, and be sure to, to check out his, his solo gigs as well with Billy Law. I'm going to close the show today with a song by um, Drew Drew's Peace Crush. Drew Deanna just uh, lost his life recently to COVID, and we are very sad and sorry to see him go. But as all musicians, their music can live on. And there's a song that he wrote called Connections. You guys check it out. This does his closing of our show. Drew's Peace Crush has got several albums out there, and one way that you can help him and help his legacy is to go online and to buy that music. So let's continue to support um, these cats that... uh, lost their lives through COVID. It's such a sad, sad situation, but love you guys. Thanks so much for listening every week. Remember to love life. You get out of it, what you put into it. Peace out everybody. And we'll see you next time right here. Texas homegrown music. Thanks to Tupps Brewery and Guitar Sanctuary for making it possible. We'll see you soon. Not the same.